passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Door Bumper Clear. I'm Freddie Kraft. After this week's races at Kansas, we covered the delayed caution for the tire, wild restarts at the finish, the super confusing all-star format, next-gen car unveil, and much more. Blake, play us in. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Major, part of the 22 Cup Car, the one truck, <laughs> full house, and out of time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Jason, you're going to have to cut out everything in the show today. <laughs> Brett, who are you? Hey, what's up, Brett Griffin, spotter for nobody this past weekend. I went and watched Bodie go 4-0 with the Copperheads, won the championship, watched the girls dance in Nashville, and I played uh, couch spotter all weekend. And I didn't get any text messages, so that was good. Well, that's because Jeb wasn't racing. Jeb I didn't have nothing to see y'all about. What's up? Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, Derek Krause, turn two at Kansas, can kiss my ass. <laughs> uh, both my guys hit the wall the exact same spot with the exact same part of the car and ruined both their races. So that was the wrap-up of my weekend. What's up, Case? Hello. I would like to point out to everybody who decided to notify me this morning that I was going to be late to the show, that I was early hail has frozen over i was here before everyone else and brett i hate you because (laughs) you know how when you know you're so i don't know what you said but everybody started taking bets (laughs) that would be late so this morning my twitter was blowing up you know how you know you're late a lot is when you announce when you're early (laughs) (laughs) no it's because you always like call me out when i'm not late listen i'm not against you i'm just saying that's that would be a common thing i'm you know i'm Never mind. I'm just going to stop. Yep, you should stop. Anyways, Jason. Hey, Jason Schultz here. Fresh back from the beach, which was nice. I saw which beach oh. you go to. Polly's Island. Oh, South I love Carolina. Polly's Island. It's great. God, I bet great you killed some red claws or what, white red claws, claws or whatever they are. You look like a, you got a little tan there. <laughs> There's a good fish camp Well, I drove I home, and I think I had the window open for half the ride, so like half my face is like sunburnt, <laughs> I think, from... Literally driving home with a window open. That uh, doesn't make any first sense. Call. I might not be my new one idiot for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Anyways, how was Kansas for those who were there? Uh, I think me and TJ had about the same experience yep. this week. <laughs> Tell us about turn yeah, I mean, two, Freddie. You clearly uh, love it. I, you know, we just were racing hard and got we're underneath Bowman, and there was somebody on the bottom. We were kind of middle of three wide and just uh, racing hard for Lucky Dog, got loose and tagged the wall with the right rear and knocked it over like 12 feet and took all of our side force away and we just rode around the rest of the day pretty much but i, I hate to say 
that it was good to see that happen because it certainly wasn't good, good to see that happen yeah. to you. But we always talk about how stuck to the racetrack these cars are. As Bubba was turning down that hill in the middle there, it was obvious that the air became a problem and, and he got loose and, and washed up the track. So I – I'm glad we see that happen because we Thanks. see all too often. Thanks a lot. It's not just glued enough. to the there's, racetrack. There's not still not enough. I think that I think I think I, I don't know if TJ can agree with this or not, but I, I feel like the wind probably played a bigger factor this week just because it was it was pretty windy there, especially Friday night or Saturday night for the truck race. But we've seen that in the Arca race too. Like the first lap, kid went in there underneath somebody and lost yeah. it. It's usually it, three and four. Yeah, and the three is usually the windy problem. Yeah, but I I hate windy. Like I don't I don't know how people live in those windy parts no. of the world. I don't want anything to do with it. I mean, it's, Kansas, when you're yeah. there, you just know automatically. Yeah, it's usually really windy there. Like, especially in a three, normally there's a big flag you can see, and it's blowing straight down the backstretch, and everyone goes into three the first time and misses the bottom. So we saw Bell lose it down there, too. So I think he had, he had help. <laughs> I mean, he. I think we'll I don't, cover I don't that think later. he got we'll hit, but. Yeah, oh, he we'll got cover hit. That later. Yeah, but it was earlier, wasn't it? Just before you got in the corner. We'll talk about it. Yeah, don't worry. Um, we got that covered. What else this weekend? I don't know. I seen uh, Wyndham one finally yes. for Chad. It's about CBI. time he did something. I talked to him a little bit the night before. He told me he was actually going to win, so that was impressive. And then the next, told, s- ask him why he didn't win on Friday night. Sunday, Sunday for some reason he was in a bad mood when I talked to him. So uh, we'll have to get to the bottom of that. But he oh. was, yeah, he was pissed off after the race. He was pissed off after the race. After the Cup race, yeah. Oh, after the Cup race. Yeah, I think he was upset. Larson lost for some reason. Oh, weird. <laughs> Hmm. Anyways, but I think there were a lot of people upset Larson lost. Yeah, I would be. I mean, I'd be upset too. The guy dominated ninety percent of the race and then gave it away on the last couple of restarts. Those restarts were crazy. I think it, I'm impressed that this was a, another first time winner for the year. I mean, somebody who should have won ten winners earlier. in eleven races, right? Yep, that's insane. Yeah, we had Kyle pegged to to get one though. Yeah, and yeah, we, we still have last week. we still have Denny and uh, Chase. Yeah. Denny and Harv. That, yeah, and Chase on that list. That'll, you got you got at least wins. four more on that list, right? I'd I think it was three more for sure. Harvick. Yeah. Harvick, Denny, Chase. Chase. And that was A bunch it. of road courses coming up. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not going to lie, there. man. What if with Cindric running some of them, could he win a road course? Could AJ win? AJ had yeah. a chance to win. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, the, the, imagine the, if one of them each won a race. I mean, AJ went to the back three times, finished seventh. I mean, they could. Yeah. I, I, I can tell could. you who will be pulling for him to win a race. Some guys sitting there 14th and 15th in yeah. points. Yeah. No yeah. That'll help sure. them out for sure. Uh, TJ, how do you go from winning the race last year at Kansas to getting your butt kicked yesterday? Well, we weren't that good last year. Um, we weren't like a winning car last Wait, year. say that again. We were not a winning <laughs> car last year. And Paul Wolf put us in position to – Paul Wolf and the pit crew, we beat Harvick out. Um, Paul made a late uh, – pit call there that gave us track position and then we had a late pit stop that the pit crew got us out in the lead and we were able to maintain it um but just i don't know i think i don't know we've struggled there we've i know we won but that was just uh we clearly weren't much faster than harvick i mean he was all over us for 40 laps so but it's just air too we didn't have we started 29th you're stuck in that it the air's really bad back there you know how it is it the closer you get to the front, like we took two tires and came out there, we're running like fifth or sixth, and we kind of main we were going to maintain in that area, just because of the air. The air is better, so it just took us it took us forever to get to that opportunity, because there weren't a lot of opportunities with cautions and stuff like that. So um, finally, Paul got an, a chance to 
take a swing at it and did. And I thought we were going to come out of there with a top 10, but a couple restarts and had we had to lift it on the last one whenever the 12 and the 5 got into it. And we, we were just right in behind them. We had to lift and lost everything we had gained at that point. So, but definitely struggled. Brett, how was your, your weekend? It was good, man. We, uh, Megan actually came to our ball games. Freddie's uh, the prettier half. And, uh, Man, we just kicked everybody's butt this weekend. Our, my boy Kevin Major and Toby Tomlin, our coaches, were they were on their game. Kevin listens to our podcast, and so he does. A, apparently, yeah, we said his name a few weeks ago. So one of his sons came over to me at the ballpark and was like, "Hey, I just want to tell you that don't ever say my dad's name on the podcast again because every time we get in the car, he keeps playing that clip and talking about how famous he is. So uh, he, he lives over in the one one five side of Mooresville over there by Freddie. Um, but yeah, we man, we had a great weekend. The boys played great, so much fun. Uh, Dave Panabacker was there. His kid just won the uh, conference championship in lacrosse and so he was at Piedmont College watching that on Friday and he looks at me yesterday he's like this is way more stressful than watching lacrosse because we were in a championship game one fifteen to 11 so uh fun weekend man can't uh can't beat and then we had a pool party after we did yeah it was like an impromptu pool party honestly it sounds like your retired life is a struggle it is a struggle poor guy it was a long weekend gotta drink a lot I just have to know did anybody <laughs> win at the casino like did you guys stay away uh, from the casino uh, no casino for no. me I haven't been in that casino in forever. I, I don't think I've ever been in there. Place. I won $250 at the Wizard slots. Really? They really don't have a lot food. of time. When did you go there? Friday or Saturday? Uh, yeah, Saturday morning. Yeah, I mean, I had to crack a stupid. I did go with the crack I left stupid. Saturday at noon here, so I we got there and just ate lunch and went to the did the truck race. I don't think I've ever been in that casino. I've never won money in that casino. Somebody, uh, I forget who was telling me this, but remember, um, what's his name? Drove Chad's truck. Um, Jonathan? Mason. Mason, Mingus. Oh. And I forget, another spotter, I think it might have been like Barkdahl or somebody, went over to the casino. And I don't know if you guys aren't aware of this, the casino is off a of turn two. At the, so you can see the racetrack from the casino. It's pretty cool, yeah. I will admit. And uh, and he's like, hey, who's that kid that drives Billy Boat's truck? And I'm like, Mingus? He's like, yeah. He said his dad's over here sitting at the bar with his radio on watching the race. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if he was talking on the radio, but he was sitting at the bar ready to go with his radio on watching the truck race about I don't clear. Know, God, 10 All years clear. ago now probably. Yeah. <laughs> a little late. <laughs> Start yelling. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't think I've ever been over there. All it's, right. It's well, cool. yeah. Cool area around the racetrack. I oh, it's huge. Definitely one of my more. favorite. Yeah. Before we get started today, we'd like to take a moment of silence for Eric McClure and Bobby Unser who passed away over the weekend. Let's hear more about our amazing presenting sponsor, OfferPad. This is the one let's sell. Gotcha. Home selling with OfferPad is as easy as... Welcome to OfferPad. How can we help? We want to sell our home to buy this one. Cool. Sell to buy. Yep. Sell Express. Cash offer in 24 hours and a free move. We let you choose your closing date. We're ready. Close in 14 days. Okay, we're moving fast. Let's do this. Go team! Take control. Selling is easy with OfferPad Express. Request your free offer today at OfferPad.com. We're headed to Darlington the race this weekend. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the state, the lovely, the best state of South Carolina, we have some really good news. That's right, Brett. OfferPad has markets in the great state of South Carolina for those of you looking to live in the Palmetto State. OfferPad's markets include Greenville, Fort Mill, Rock Hill, Spartanburg, and many more. 
Go to OfferPad.com slash locations to see all the places where OfferPad operates. See, I love Greenville, but it's too close to Clemson. Fort Mills, some of the best schools in the state. Rock Hill used to kick our tails in football. A lot of big-name guys come out of there. So when you're ready to sell your home, log on to OfferPad.com and complete the five-minute form about your home. You'll get a cash offer in your inbox within 24 hours. Go sell your home with OfferPad today. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. First topic, NASCAR throws a caution for a tire in the grass after it sat there for 15 laps and then says, Jason? Jeff Gluck tweeted this explanation from NASCAR. They said the tire was far enough away from the racing surface where they felt comfortable completing the pit stop sequence before retrieving the tire, but ultimately they still had to go get it. Brett, spot on, spot off. Oh, boy. Couch spotting at his (laughs) finest. This is not couch spotting. This is... is so you either throw the caution when this happens or you never throw the caution. You can't you can't do what they did here because people are banking on you throwing the caution based off of the it being a danger, right? If a car wrecks hits that tire, that's an eighty pound tire that can go flying through the air at pit crews or whatever that may be. So I have to say big spot off here. I don't care what the explanation is. This is a big miss and it completely changes the way the race shakes out. I mean, people are calling the race, their pit strategy, based on things that happen in real time. And this was something that should have brought out a caution immediately or not at all? It's inexcusable. I mean, you – if okay, you put this statement out that that was your intention. Well, if that was your intention, how come it didn't get relayed to us? Why didn't you say on the radio, oh, you know what, guys, we see that tire down there, but we're going to let you cycle all through the pits – because you know why? They know how stupid that sounds. That You can't say that. And like you said, it, it's either if they, they throw the caution because it's dangerous. Okay, it's dangerous now at lap 231, but it wasn't dangerous at lap 215? That's crap. You know what I mean? Like it's it, – if the pit cycle should not affect the way you call the race. I don't – you know, it, it's it's been 100 years or 73 years of NASCAR now that that's – if you get unlucky and, get a, and catch a caution at the wrong time, those are the breaks. But you can't – alter the race because you know you feel like this guy hasn't pit yet and he's going to come in any, any second so we're just going to wait for him to pit before we throw the yellow that's not how this works i mean i i, I was okay with it because they've been leaning that way in the past what there's when there was a car they a car creeps around on the apron he coasts from all the way to turn two all the way to turn four and then he stops i mean why not throw the caution when he's off turn two if that's the case, he's, he's still rolling because well, he's moving, but he's still doing 10 mile an hour. That's still just as dangerous as stopping right there. It, you know what I mean? He's creeping along the apron. So, wh- been, so why but, they throw the caution at all? But because it's not like I get it on both sides. Yeah. The, but yeah, the only guy that really tried to play this hard was a 17. He's the only guy that stayed out. I was smart enough to stay out. <laughs> he's the only guy, but he, it wasn't, he was on, he had done that earlier in the race too. Right. He stayed out really long. Um, so that was his play all day. So um, so, why did they throw the caution at all? That's my question to you. Uh, because I do think it once like I don't. It's it's race altering. No matter which way you throw it, do you give the guys that do you cycle it to the guy that's not run? Hey, here's a freebie. Go ahead up front. You didn't earn that. You know what I mean? Like, but the, my, my my point is, you can't call the race based on what's going on on the racetrack. That's either a caution or it's not a caution. If it's a caution at lap two thirty one, it was a caution at lap two fifteen. If that if to use your analogy, if that guy rolls around the backstretch and stops in turn three. Should we let him sit there for 15 laps, or should we throw the caution as soon as he stops? 
Uh, that's just Let's let call. him sit there for 15 laps. I mean, why not? we got to wait for this guy to pit. I mean, I, let me ask you a question, Brett. Uh, if that's Chase Elliott leading the race and not the 17 car, what happens? <laughs> Put it out. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with the the fluid the fluid call, like no like not cycling the field. So to, why did we ever throw the caution if that's the case? Why didn't we just all, keep going? Ultimately, I do think you have to go get it just in case. But like, it was not in a dangerous spot, but. If it's not in a dangerous spot, why did the caution come? So out? was Jennifer Joe Cobb in the truck race? Was she worthy of a caution? I mean, it's like a piece of debris laying up by the wall. Are we really going to hit that piece of debris? You know what I mean? We've watched things lay on the track for a while. There's a okay. big difference between a but, piece of debris and a seventy pound tire. But my well, point I mean, is, still if get the, hit and if thrown the, in the stands, if the piece of debris is there, it's there. You throw the caution. You don't see it. Go okay. There's a piece of debris over there. In 15 laps, when this guy pits, we'll throw the caution. That's not the way these races are supposed to go. That's not a, you do not call a race from the tower based on other people's pitch strategy. That's not that's not legit. I mean, I I'm just, I just don't agree with flopping the race because of a, a something that's not an immediate danger. So if it's not an immediate danger, is it a danger at all? It's a danger, yes. So if it's a danger, you throw the caution. That's what that's why that's what the word caution means. I mean, they how many times have you seen caution for non-dangerous things? Plenty of times. I, I don't. I don't know how you can honestly sit over there and say after competing in this sport for as long as you have that don't throw the caution for 15 laps is fine, and then throw it for the same thing that I just you didn't throw it for. I just don't agree giving freebies. You it's know, it's not a freebie. How is it a freebie? It's, they didn't. They did nothing wrong. The 17 did nothing no, wrong. I'm not saying they did anything wrong, but you're cycling. You're going to put half. You're putting 50 percent of the cars. Probably more than that. I mean, you're going to have eight cars in the lead lap. Maybe less than that. It, Here's my thing. I don't have a dog in the fight because I'm not in this race, right? You I know guys, exactly you, what you're you, saying. You guys and have I, dogs in the fight, right? And, and there are times that it can help you when they throw the caution, and there are times that it can hurt you. Clearly, it would have helped the 17 car, right? Clearly, I'm sure it hosed somebody, you know? Yeah, I mean. He was the only really big It didn't really hose but anybody. It, but at the but. end of the day, you have to throw the caution if a tire is laying out there in pit road or, or outside of pit road and people can't go get it. They yeah. did. And they've never – I've never – seen them do this before like it's first with time the I've seen tire, them do the tire with the tire Every, first time i've seen them and do the tire. i was i was talking on channel two i as soon as i saw it happen the, i think it was the eight car uncontrolled tire it rolls out there i told wheels we had just paid so it wasn't going to benefit us at all there's a lot of big yeah. names in that booth and i said uh i said there's a tire lane out here. you're gonna have a caution here in a second and then uh, as we ran about 10 laps and i realized the 17 was the only one that pit i'm like surely they're not going to just wait for the 17 to pit and then throw it sure enough the 17 pits and two laps later, put it out. Debris on the front stretch. I'm like, you've got to be kidding yeah. me. I, I just – here's what I'd love to know, and maybe we never know this. You have big names sitting in that booth watching that race, from Mike Helton to Steve O'Donnell to Jay Fabian to Scott Miller to whoever was calling the race. I'm assuming Berman or whoever was calling uh, the race, right? I don't remember. Like, who ultimately is sitting there going, hey uh, – Nah, we're gonna let them ride this one out here, boys. Let's let's wait till that seventeen pits, then we'll throw it. Like, how in the world do you even have time to have that debate? Because if I'm calling the race as a race control guy, with the minute I see that, I'm like, that tire is getting away. That tire has gotten away. That tire could pose danger. We need a caution. Put it out. What? Why does we have a hundred percent rule? Don't we? Like, we have to You're give a hundred percent at a hundred percent of the time, so we don't alter or affect the outcome of the race. Why does that only apply to us? Because they, this was not this is not the way they call the races or have not called the races for years in the past, and that altered the outcome of the race. Because now, essentially, you've either 
like I said, it's either a caution at 215 or it's not a caution at all. So now you've thrown one with even less laps to go and bunched the field up for a restart with whatever it was, 30 to go, and now it turned into a show from that point on. So, I mean, you just – It'd be nice to know that if you're thinking about not throwing it, I I agree with that. It would be nice to know, like, okay, guys, this isn't – we're going to get it eventually here, but we're not going to do anything crazy. And yeah, like, like if, I, it'd be nice to know that. I will say that. Meaning, like, at, in the spotter stand, having like an official well, tone. Well, now they've they set the tone the for it. Now they've set the tone for it. So not, but, but do be, you, but like, so let me ask you this. Next time a tire rolls into the grass, what do you expect going to happen? You don't know. It just all depends on where it's at. Like, you don't a, know. You yeah, don't know. I mean, you expect. don't really know for sure. But I mean, I can tell you this if it's down towards turn one, it's, there's a huge area there and it's not, you know, in a dangerous spot, I can. I mean, so you're just asking for consistency, meaning to always. know what to expect so that you can plan for it when you're Brett to your point. Exactly right. I expected a caution. Stops. I was actually telling I was, Paul, I was like, hey, we're probably going to get a caution here. Um, but I'm okay if they don't throw one, too, Tower. That's TJ. <laughs> I mean, I, I liked the, I liked it not flipping the whole race. I don't I, – I don't, it's, like, it's hard for me to be okay with a caution like that. You know what so I mean? So Jennifer Joe Cobb on Friday, I couldn't really get a good angle of it. It's terrible. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, but so, no, no, I'm saying the caution. Was so, terrible. so, so, did that warrant a caution? Because her ass was barely sticking out behind that wall. You mean the truck? Oh, the truck, on the ass of her truck. Her bumper was You're barely sticking out behind the wall. Yeah, yeah. seriously. <laughs> that that um, one that was not, there was she's in the opening that there's you know cleanup trucks and stuff come out of. You mean there's nobody over there that can like pull the front of the truck and, and forward. like yeah? And it was what was it? There's only. Less than five that, to go, right? That caution there is the really like I was looking at like, are you kidding me? Like, I will say that that truck is more likely to get hit there at that point of the track than that tire was. Oh yeah, I, I you're agree. not getting through that grass without stopping in the mud or you know splitter getting ripped off. I just it is what it is. Anyways, every driver that stayed out under caution with twenty to go finished ninth or worse. Except for the race winner, Kyle Busch. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. Uh, spot off. Clean air's king. You know, um, yeah, obviously the way it shook out, the guys with tires benefited, but you're not pitting with 20 to go, banking on three more caution flags. Uh, we hadn't had a natural caution in that whole race until lap 231, when that, if you want to call that a natural caution, uh, which was the tire on the infield. But, you know, you're the, the five car at that point, I think, had only run like 11 laps on his tires. Wheels made a comment that he was still wide open, so we were expecting him to stay out. I'm sure other guys felt the same. So I have no trouble with them guys staying out, and it just didn't work out for him because of the amount of cautions and heat cycles that ended up on their tires. TJ. Uh, yes. Uh, this clean air thing, we thought it was bad 10 years ago. It is 10 times worse now than it than it was then. So I, I'm, I'm spot off because there's got to be uh, – you know, when we went to this package and – I was under the assumption that they were doing this so we could get a big draft and get runs on people. I mean, that's what we all thought. Oh, how are we going to hold people off? Was the complete opposite still. You're out front. That guy gets a little bit of a draft, but it's not enough to do anything with. It's not like we're running, you know, a plate race where the guy can get a huge run by himself or something. It's still clean air, man. And if you're back there in 20th, it's so bad. You know what? I mean, it's terrible. And – like it's it's funny that you don't have to adjust your car. You restart twentieth, your car is terrible. You restart tenth, that's ah, a little bit better. You restart fifth, man, this thing's way better. You know, and it it's we it's had just, that, we had that in the end of stage two, I think two or maybe the first stage, but we were we had got gapped by about a straightaway, but we were pretty good. 
So we were running the next pack down, and Bubba's like, this thing's pretty good. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's really good right now, really good right now. We got to the next pack. He's like, I'm tight as again. You know, like, oh, yeah. it's just like, it's, it, yeah. it's, it's crazy how much that, just the car in front of you can affect the balance of your race car. But to me, it's the, it's this gigantic thing stuck on the back of the car still. So, I mean, I'm, it is what it is. I mean, KFB, baby. <laughs> you know, it was uh, AFH spotting for him Saturday night, right? Was it? Yeah. Andy had him, right? Yeah. 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 AF I started, Houston? I started calling him AFH. AFH. <laughs> Good win, AFH. <laughs> I tell you, you watch Kyle on those restarts after he pit. He must have been in low air. He was on a splitter or something because he sucked yeah, on restarts. But once they once they had a cycle, he was he typical got beat Kyle Busch. That next to last one, he got beat. And he lost the lead, I think. Oh, he race? did lose the lead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, truck race. Oh. Yeah, in the truck race, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he got another shot at it and made it happen. So. Yeah, I thought Ross was going to sneak, sneak one in there and it didn't happen. He was trying. Yeah. He was definitely trying. Spot on, spot off. Daniel Suarez was not happy with Christopher Bell and said he blocked twice before a contact that sent Bell around. Freddie. As usual, somebody else's fault. I mean... <laughs> Listen, restarts are crazy. Like you don't have an. There were we were four, five wide. Like you don't have an option of who. It's not like oh, I'm going to block this guy. Like you're taking every opportunity, every hole you've got to get into to, to advance yourself. And I think if Daniel goes back and looks, I don't know if he was mad about something that happened off a of turn two, but off a of two when the, the lap Christopher spun, the forty two checks up. Like they all stop big yeah. time up against and, the wall, and, big time. And Christopher checks up, and Daniel's behind him, and it's like Daniel runs in the back of him, and then getting into three, runs in the back of him again, and like we talked about how how. Much the air affects you into three like that little shove into three is probably what turned christopher around and i think this is daniel saying well you know i was kind of tired of it but if he if he considered that a block i think when he goes back and looks at it he's something gonna, had he's to gonna see it differently something had to happen before that i'm assuming so that was just circumstance of people getting checked up over there like that re, that deal there and I, I, hey but he's not gonna stand for it man and if you go near me again choke hold you or something <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is what makes racing fun, you know, and and, and, and look, I, I saw our, our weather guy on the Twitter. Uh, he was complaining, going, man, I just turned the race on and all I'm seeing of highlights are people wrecking. Is that what people tune in for? Look, riding around in a glorified parade out there, single file, is not a race. It's not fun. It's not entertaining. People getting mad at people and wrecking people is what makes NASCAR awesome. So, to man, an I'm, extent, yeah. It I mean, is. Sure. I mean, I'm spot on, and, and Daniel's obviously digging his feet in the sand here, and, and now we got a nice little pissing match going between uh, Bell and, and Suarez. Yeah. So, man, let's get it on. Yeah, I sign love me it. up. Sign me up for it because I'm not involved <laughs> in it for once. Sign me up. Front row seat. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. I guess they want to make it a 
green, white, checkered. There's nothing on the racetrack, is said on the 5 radio after a caution came out with 10 to go and restarted with 2 to go. Spot on, spot off, TJ. Uh, I really have no idea what was happening there. Do you, what, what, like, <laughs> I mean, we were back there racing in, six wide. I have no idea. In my was. opinion, NASCAR didn't do anything wrong here. I think Kyle's just frustrated because he was letting what was, the, what was the caution? The, um, when Christopher spun out and the 47 was wrecked on the front stretch, they had all that debris in turn four. Oh, you mean the car sitting at the start finish line? Yeah, on fire. That blew up, like, <laughs> blew the rate, the water out of the radiator. So, they had no issue here, so Tower. Here's Nothing the timeline. So the caution didn't come out with 10 to go. It was eight to go. The caution comes out. It's there's literally debris everywhere in three and four on the bottom. The forty seven is in a gulf of flame, engulfed in flames at the start finish line. Thirty seven like. hit up by the wall. Thirty seven's creeping around, dragging shit around the racetrack. Um, so that was two fifty eight or fifty nine, I think. So obviously you got a couple laps to clean that up. They couldn't open pit road because the pit road entry was was blocked because of the debris. So they had to delay opening pit road for a couple laps. So that's two laps of cleanup. Two laps of pit stops because you got to have the first time by for the leaders, second time by for the lap, you know, lead lappers. Then, like we've asked, and they've been doing a great job of it the last couple of weeks, they moved the lit lap down cars around before we do the double up. So that was another lap. The next lap's one to go. We'd come to the green at, at 265. So I don't see anything that NASCAR did wrong. I didn't think that was an extensive cleanup. They didn't run it into overtime. They went green. It just happened to be a natural green white checker. So I don't know. I think it's just frustration on Kyle's part because he lost the lead and had a restart. Kyle third. Larson should have the most wins in the series right now. I don't know how anybody could argue that because no. we've seen him obviously win a race. We saw him give away the road course by wrecking. Obviously a dominant car yesterday. He's frustrated, so spot on for him speaking his mind. Uh, was he right? No, probably not. But, hey, there's a lot of passion, a lot of emotion in those cockpits. It was said on the 5 radio. I'm not sure if it was Larson specifically, but it wasn't specific. I mean, that, that was – that was an actual wreck and a caution. I don't know. And it wasn't like it was. It wasn't like it took forever. They, I mean, they took two laps to clean it up and then a pit yeah. cycle. So and honestly, it is. Ricky was going to keep driving around until the flames started coming out of the back of the thing. <laughs> yeah. And that would have been way worse. Driving with flames didn't work out well. I mean, <laughs> I, listen. I mean, that's not when it's on fire. You've got to get out. Yeah. Like now. Another Larson topic. Spot on. Spot off. Kyle Larson gets into Ryan Blaney while battling for third with two to go, and then end up finishing 19th and 21st respectively. Brett. This was was a case of trying too hard. I mean, I watched Larson lock bumpers with him, and he never got off of him. He just pushed him in there thinking that they were not going to have enough speed to lose control, and they both lost control, and it ruined both their days. I mean, this is where you got a guy like Larson who is trying to make something happen literally – to win the race. There's a lot of guys I know that put their helmets on and they wouldn't have been that aggressive. They would have easily taken a top five finish, went home happy. That's not how Larson was racing. He was racing to try to win the race. So while I really want to say what an idiot, I got to say spot on because that makes it exciting. Yeah. I mean, spot on, like you said, right idea, bad execution. The only shot you have to win the race is to push the 12 and hope he can stay next to the 18 to help you to help you develop your own run on him for the last lap. But uh, unfortunately, you cannot shove a guy all the way through the corner. You've seen Truex give the 18 the same shove and kind of backed off him on entry to let them get through the corner, and it, and it helped them, obviously, through the middle. But, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, right, right idea, bad execution. Spot on. Yeah, I don't. Are you telling me this is a product of him not being that good in this package or not understanding it that much? No, I, mean, I think it's a product of him just driving the shit out of his car. Well, I mean, just saying. I mean, I just trying to 
Bring up some old conversation. Yeah, that's good. I'm, took, I'm, you know, I hate TJ. He sucks at this package. Yeah, he's awful. I, I mean, not How many laps did he lead yesterday? Jason? I can't believe Dude, he's already playoff eligible. As bad that as car as looked just like Atlanta when he could drive around. He drove through the field like he had eight tires. Where did he compared. start? He started like he was behind me. He was right by us, like 29th, 30th today. <laughs> he was in that area. And uh, it was no. See you later, losers. <laughs> it was no worse than 27th. And yeah. I looked up at like the end of the first deal. It was like eighth. And I'm like, are you kidding me? We're back here in like 21st. And I'm like, geez, holy cow. So, yeah, those guys have got that Atlanta and uh, Kansas figured out. We saw you do that a lot last year, though. We saw you start. Sometimes, when when yeah. we were qualifying, we'd see you start mid pack, oh, you yeah. know, like further in the back. And then all of a sudden yeah. you're up there. So, obviously, man, those guys are hitting on all the cylinders. But. With these fast race cars, you got to win races because you don't know when it's going to flip. Somebody else yeah. is going to get better. You're maybe going to lose a little bit of your edge. Maybe they find something in tech the that they don't like. Circles always moving. You man. just never know. So you have to take advantage of these fast cars and win these races. It's always evolving, and if you're either, you're on top of the circle now, it might start the downward swing next week. You never know. So yeah, you you need to win when you can. Let's spot on, spot off the Texas All-Star Race format and aero package. Jason, you want to read it? I had to write down the format on this giant piece of paper because there's so many different rules. I'll <laughs> go over it pretty quick. This, this is, uh, I this, saw some memes This may be an this. hour for you to read yeah. how this works. All right. Six rounds, 100 laps. Round one through four is 15 laps. Round five is 30 laps. Round six is 10 laps. At the beginning of round two, the field will be inverted via a random draw between eight and 12 cars. Round three, the field will be inverted I'm before round lost. three. Round four, again, a field invert via random draw between eight and 12 cars. And then round five, the starting lineup will be a cumulative finish of rounds of one through four with a mandatory pit stop. That's awesome. <laughs> Can you repeat that? I... Spot on, spot off, Freddie. And I also want to know, how as a spotter are you guys going to keep track of this? We're not. I mean, I don't know. I Hopefully, don't, there's a gigantic. I, you know what I'm gonna do? Thing on that monitor, on the screen like on the back, just like telling you what we're live doing. Live scoring. Yeah, like, tell us what we're doing. I, my plan is, I got to get in a race first, so we got to go all the way to Texas to hope just to get in a race. But uh, before that, I think I'm, what I'm gonna do is just have Bob come with me and just stand next to me, <laughs> and he can explain everything to me as we go because there's no way I'm gonna know what's going on. The entire well, when time. you don't make the race, can he stand next to me after that? <laughs> Bob I'll, is a I'll safe I'll sell pick. Bob after that. <laughs> I mean, jeez. Oh you man. should offer Bob up. And I, the other thing, like, listen, okay, we've all seen everybody's talking about how confusing the format is, but like, let's talk about the package. Like, we've complained about like low down, low horsepower here, and we're going to take less horsepower to Texas for the pack. We're going to run the the. I think it's I think it's the cup. I mean, the plate uh, package, which is a. 510 horsepower. Which is my, here's my favorite part about this whole thing is it's NASCAR's series. It's NASCAR's all-star race. And they sent Eddie Gossage to deliver the message <laughs> about what we're going to do for the all-star race. <laughs> so I'm watching Eddie Gossage go through this, and I'm like, what the f- is he talking about? I could not. Jason writes out. I you could got. not keep up with what the rules were. And it all boils down to this. Our teams are going to leave Charlotte, North Carolina. They're going to go all the way to Dallas, Texas for a 10-lap shootout. That's what it comes down to. And and so, look, a 10-lap shootout with this aero package at a mile and a half is hey, crap that's racing. that's only the teams that make it. It's, it's crap racing. A 10-lap shootout at a mile and a half is crap racing. So if we're going to do that, I have an idea. I want us to put 40-lap scuffs on the cars for that last stage. Maybe that'll make it exciting. I because, don't think so. Well, I'm going to do the same. Not the spoiler off the thing. We, we got to do 
I mean, this is the all-star race. So if you're going down there with a science project, which this format is definitely a science project, and you're going to go down there and change the horsepower on the cars, then let's try something big. Not the spoiler off the thing, man. Yeah. I'm, that how my, would you like to be, and listen, we give them a lot of crap on here, but how would you like to be Rick Ware Racing or the Double Zero that have to tow out to Texas to run the Open with knowing you have no shot to get in? Because the charter teams, you have to run it, it is mandatory to run the All-Star Race. Yeah, and it pays like 100 bucks to run that Open. <laughs> you know what they should do? Go out there and put barriers that make us run above the grip. The whole the uses all race to run just the higher cones lanes. all the way to the corner. Just, just no, put, don't like hit the cone. I got an don't idea. Hit the cones. I got an idea. Just put tires, scatter them out down the back stretch, and just race from you know just well, keep, stay green. You can only go for fifteen laps. <laughs> TJ, what do you think about this format? Uh, Confused yet? Uh, yeah, I quit after the second fifteen lap. <laughs> uh, fifteen laps of Texas is still a long time anyway. It's like a hundred lap. Right? What is it? Fifty laps? Hundred laps. Hundred laps. laps. Right? Oh, it's a long way at Texas. Jesus. I'll know what we're gonna run, be running after like lap four. So. And that's what well, you think, I'm, but then you gotta you gotta spin a wheel and then roll a dice and then <laughs> I'd rather just do that from the beginning, 20. like run five laps, spin it, run five laps, spin it. I used to love the, they they had this all star race at uh, New Hampshire for the modifieds every year, like well not every year, but like the last four or five years, and they did the same thing. Like we're gonna have an invert of two, four, six, or eight, and we're gonna spin the wheel at the at the break. And you knew you wanted to be eighth because every year the, it was weighted so bad it would just go right to eight every right. time. <laughs> so you just yeah. everybody after like the first year everybody just realized okay we got to go back to eighth here so everybody I would funnel back after Kokomo. I love the invert because when them ended up starting on the pole <laughs> after qualifying eighth, so I'll take it. I, I just this package is not good for inverting though. I mean you're gonna whoever, we, whoever we, you put on the pole is gonna win. Yeah. We moved this race. From Charlotte, which is a lot like Texas, not exactly like Texas, but a lot like Texas. We moved it to Bristol. I was all for that. I thought yeah. that was awesome, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and now, because of the way the Coda thing shook out, you know, Texas is the promoter of that race, so they shifted the All Star race to Texas. And I mean, once again, who sat down to come up with this formula? Is it Texas Motor Speedway? Is it is it NASCAR? So is how it much horsepower? Race? Are Somebody they knocking, at Harvard. How, how much horsepower are they knocking out? Like sixty or seventy horsepower. See, why not just 40. if you're gonna do it, knock out a bunch. Let's get them slowed down a bunch. Like, it, like go if you're gonna experiment, don't just. They need go to big. make them. Do you remember we did that uh, late model race at Charlotte? Yeah, with the for the Toyota commercial. Yeah, yeah. that that's the package we need. Yeah, because we were five wide for the win. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Let's slow them way down so the air is not as big of an issue, and then it'll look like them little Mazas running Daytona. <laughs> They're five wide across the line. Man, I, I couldn't be more opposite of what you're saying because i am still of the generation that thinks speed matters oh i'm fine and i know there's a lot there's back. a lot of people saying it don't matter how fast we're going bullshit it matters and it matters a lot the fact that the fact that the xfinity series is going to turn a lot faster lap times the day before you race well they're more all-stars than you are sorry i'm fine with i'm fine with giving them a ton of motor and knocking this this is the like back. the nba going to a nine-foot goal because yeah. enough people are in there. Are, I mean, it's, we it's, want to make this entertaining. It's going to be even easier to drive with less horsepower. So this is literally like the NBA going. I tell you what, for our All Star game, we're going to make it a nine foot goal. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm like, I'm okay with uh, making it real. Like, if you're going to do something for the All Star, bring people closer together. But I, for the regular deal, every week, I'd love a lot of horsepower and less spoiler. I'd love to see that every single week. Kansas, everywhere we go, all the all the big tracks, I'd love to see it. 
I think it's going to be fun regardless. I know we're giving everybody a hard time, but uh, NASCAR does a great job with like even just the pre-race, the post-race of it. Just the hype, I think, will be great. I'm so excited about that hundred thousand dollars. I mean, that's uh, the pit crew guys. Unfortunately, the spotters aren't included, fellas. Will on, they get a hundred grand on that bonus plan? Yeah, if if your car is spends the least amount of time on pit road and you have to do a four tire stop, so line to line, no penalties, no lug nuts, no nothing crazy, right? A hundred grand. So those pit crew for guys the whole race? No, for just one segment. Oh. One segment, that segment five has this uh this this incentive built into it, right? So so those guys can go out and win a hundred grand. Two tires, two tires. And, and I was at a cup <laughs> shop. Keep going. I was at a cup shop last week. <laughs> Missed my stall. And and it just so happened they were having pit practice and I walked back there and it hurt my heart because there was literally a COT or whatever the hell we're calling that Gen Seven or whatever the hell that zebra paint scheme thing anyway. It was sitting there. And it hurt my heart to look over there at that one lug nut car and look back at these guys busting off 20 lug nuts and, and getting yeah. around the car and hand speed matters. And, you know, we've changed the game. I mean, the jack man has to be able to put the, the tire on the studs. Like, it is such an art. And, and you forget how much of an art it is watching the race where we watch, watch it from up top. Being behind those wall, behind the wall, man, watching my buddy Lee hit five lug nuts, like it literally was just like, man, this is – I mean, they were doing 11.8-second stops with five guys. It can't be any more insane. So those guys get a chance. Obviously, they're all competing. Uh, but those those top guys are going to have a chance to win $100,000. That's awesome. I missed that pit crew competition. I was just about to say, that challenge is really cool. I would love to bring that back one day. At least they're doing something yeah. for them. Spot on, spot off, leaked images of the manufacturer's next-gen car unveiled before the announcement on Wednesday. Who leaked them? Good question. Somebody used to have a job. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't see this. I don't think think it's it's about the worst picture you could ask for as well, so it's it's not like it's Somebody walking, but did you see it? It's on. No, whose Twitter leaked it? Reddit is the first place I saw it. Of course, Reddit. Reddit. Reddit has it all. Um. Listen, Freddie, what do you think? I mean, spot on for the fans, spot off for, for whoever the guy was that lost his job. Um, but listen, you know, I see people get crap for this all the time, like Bob and, and Gluck and Kelly, Utter, even anybody, whoever it is, like they get they get crap for breaking news. And, that's their job. And, and for one, that's their job. Two, 90% of the time, the news they break comes from the team that they're breaking the news about or the driver, whatever it is. It's leaked to them, to somebody directly with the team. Um, but listen, that's their job. And if you don't want your news to get out or you don't want your pictures to get out, do a better job of protecting your information. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it's going to get out anyway. Yeah. I don't know what it really even means that it got out. It's not even a not even a great image. Like, you can't really – you can see a little bit of the – the Chevy looks very similar to what it does now. The the, the Ford looked a little different. Um, but I, it's not – it's not like, hey, here's all three 4K images. You know, it's uh, leaked images that go out about everything. Yeah, pretty much. What do you expect to be announced this week about it? They're, when are they making the announcement? Wednesday. Wednesday, I think. Oh. Expect right. to see anything, or did we already see the images of the car? Because they've no, tested for the last. I don't. Year. I don't think you could see anything that you could really tell off of. You need to see all of them. It changes on. the game, man. I tell you, you know, you walk into these cup shops. And you've got, you know, Hendrick and, and Pinsky and JGR and Stuart Haas with 500 employees. And a lot of those guys are building these race cars from the ground up. And that's not going to be needed anymore. 
You know, everything that, that is done right now with these super teams is what I like to call them. And I feel like we got four super teams, maybe five, if we include RCR in that conversation. Um, like the supply chain is, is completely evolving now. You, you are able to quality control everything because you built everything from scratch. And now you're going to go out. All that's going to be outsourced with common vendors that are now supplying us these parts and these cars. And this is a huge uh, evolution for NASCAR with where we're going with this thing. Do you think it will help these smaller teams with less employees and less time, you know, with the traveling? Casey, I believe that the cream will still rise to the top and that the teams that have the funding, like the teams that I just mentioned, are going to still be the teams that you have to beat because they're going to have the best people and the best resources. And there's about 28 teams in our series that are in the racing business, and then the rest of them are in the ride-around-make-money business. And I don't think they care what they have for chassis. It's not about racing. It's about turning a profit. And when you're worried about the bottom line in racing, you're not competitive. I've never seen one team worried about the bottom line to be competitive. I mean, we're sitting at Junior Motorsports. This team, their goal every year is to break even. They're not trying to make money. You know, they want to go out, race, race competitive, win races, race for championships. And that's why you see that on the, on the racetrack. You know, when you look at Johnny Davis Motorsports in the same series, they have no interest in going out competing to win a race. They want to go out there, get their point fund money, get their purse money, go home and not tear their race car up. So I don't think this changes that game. Does it give? you know a front row motorsports an opportunity maybe to be more relevant uh other than just the restrictor plate races maybe that's certainly what nascar is after will that happen to be determined i I think like you said the teams that spend the money to find when next year if everything's going to be identical you know you're buying everything's coming from the same spots the teams that have the resources to go out and find a tenth of a second it's going to show up even that much more when everything else is supposed to be identical. So I think, like you said, the teams with the resources next year are going to have the big advantage. There's a lot of things changing. The one thing I'm sick of hearing people say is it's going to save the team's money. (laughs) It's going to cost the teams a f***ing fortune next year. Their entire inventory is obsolete. They got to get rid of everything. We got to keep one car for the dirt It's literally like we're a startup business in 2022, right? And then the second thing is they want parity – with the cars, which is why I think they're doing this. They also, TJ, apparently want parity on pit road because they're only hitting one lug nut. Now it's not going to be about hand speed and changing tires. It's going to be about how fast can you get around the car yeah, because that, you're only having to hit one lug nut. So Jackman will be have to be – your Jackman probably need to be really good. It's 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 changed the entire game. So, so we're – we're a brand new sport in my eyes next year. I mean, this is a huge rebrand. I don't know how much it's really being talked about as that. But new car, you know, new pit format. We used to see all these different ways. I mean, JGR, whether you like them or not, they kick your ass on pit road. Their pit crews are hands down the best in the business. They went and developed what we talked about being a million-dollar gun. NASCAR made a rule, hey, we're not going to let you use your own guns anymore. you got to use our guns. Well, guess what? They're still kicking everybody's butt on pit road at most of the places. So I just think, TJ, that this is a huge shift for the sport with the car, with the pit format. And and I don't know what will happen. It's it's a big rebrand. Every time we get a new car, it's a big shift. I mean, when we went with the COT, it was a big shift. You know, we had them wings on the back, things like that. And you know, it's it's always it's always gonna it's going always gonna evolve. I don't. I'm not necessarily sold on the one lug nut thing myself. I like seeing the guys go down there, and honestly, it. You know, you some guys it, there was more room for air, more room for there wasn't as much passing on the track well that's when you come down pit road and that's when mistakes could happen and you know guys can 
you could make up some ground that way. You knew if you had a good pit crew, you could rely on them, but still mistakes have happened. I mean, the car falls off the jack. We had a jack break at Phoenix last year. The guy had to go back over the wall and grab another jack. Well, we still only lost like five spots when he did that. But it's just – it's always it's going to be different. And it, who knows? Maybe maybe this new car with these – um, you know, maybe maybe it doesn't – maybe they aren't as glued. Maybe these guys have their hands full a little bit more, moving around. Hope That's what I hope for. I hope the guys have their hands full and have to race. The, they're not really – you're not really racing the race car as much as what they used to, in, in my opinion. You're not having to manhandle the race car like what they did what they did i mean look at kyle bush at dover he'd come off turn four sideways every single lap jimmy those guys they were dry like wheeling them race cars i just don't feel like there's there's such a fine line like you could be you used to be able to drive the car sideways through the corner you can't do that now like you saw what denny denny one of the top guys in the series he steps right over that line off a four hits wall you know and there's just such a fine line there is no just manhandling the car which i hope this brings that i'll tell you who's getting ready to get paid next year who's that gas man gas man is going to be the most important guy on your stop you better be able to hook that thing up and keep it hooked up because you're going to be waiting on gas every time yep so i mean is that's that why i saw those gas cans in the back of your truck <laughs> yeah i'm <laughs> practicing <laughs> uh but like that's what that that's going to be the huge part and and i'm sure these teams are going to figure out ways to trick that up to where their fuel flows faster than yours so you know it's just another little thing that teams can work on but that that's going to be probably the most important part of the pit stop i want to see a new manufacturer come in here because to me if, if that happens, this becomes a win. If it doesn't happen, it becomes a, why do we even do this at all? Because, we, you know, regardless of what you think and, and regardless of how this plays out, we don't have salary caps. We don't have spending caps, right? You can spend as much as you want to spend. We got a lot of billionaires in this space. That's with a B. So you can't tell these teams how they're going to spend their money. They're going to spend as much as they can in whatever area they're looking for an advantage. Joe Gibbs Racing, if they thought that gun was going to give them an advantage, guess what? They spent a million bucks on it. Stuart Haas Racing, if they think they can find something, you know, arrow-wise in the nose of the car and it cost them $3 million, guess what? Gene Haas has got $3 million. So I still think the cream rises to the top. It comes down to resources. Resources start with money. Money hires the right people. Those people find speed on the racetrack. I, I think – was was it you that I was talking about manufacturers with about when Toyota came in versus what they're trying to do now? Yeah. Like, like Toyota came in because NASCAR was an attractive asset to them. They wanted to be a part of it. Now it feels like we're dumbing down our sport to try to attract people to come in. Like, just – Let's let's put the best product we can on the racetrack and make people want to come to us. This Door Bumper Clear podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. As Google's top-rated source for NASCAR merchandise, RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of driver diecast hats, apparel, helmets, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. For example, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500 different collectible diecast cars available for 39 different drivers, including this weekend's Kansas winner, Kyle Busch's race-winning diecast. RacingUSA.com is truly unique. They automatically discount items in your cart so you get the best price. They offer free upgrades to expedited shipping. They guarantee the lowest pre-order prices. 
They ship all in-stock orders the next business day. And as an added bonus, you can enter to win this month's $200 gift card. So whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And it's time for Reaction Theater. First call is Mm, from Troy. Now we know why Denny Hamlin ain't never won a f***ing championship. Motherfucker run out of talent. Just like his boy Bubba. Come on, Hamlin, get your shit together. Let's f***ing win one. Yup. Is he a Denny fan or not? I can't Jeez, tell. Man. I couldn't tell. I think he won. He probably hate, bet on him. <laughs> I, I hate I hate to tell you this, Troy, but Denny's a Hall of Famer, bud. With or without a championship. I was just going to say, we were able to hold Harvick off with a three-tenths faster lap car last year for about 40 laps. <laughs> Pat cell phone back. <laughs> yeah. TJ, you suck. Oh, I forgot <laughs> to play that part. <laughs> <laughs> he did it on purpose. I'm going to do my best to get through a nice message. So here goes. Wish me luck. Casey, you're great. Love you. Congratulations on the baby boat. I think motor would have been a stupid name. It clearly should have been pontoon or fishing. (laughs) Brett, you're awesome. Greatest spotter ever. Freddie, eh, you're all right, I reckon. Jason, eh, yeah, okay. We'll, We'll move on from that, too. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. TJ, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I still like motor. Greg, you're I still like my motor. favorite. Pontoon would be I'm a great on. name. Pontoon. Well, you know, if we have another one, on. I'll, I'll keep them on the list. Thanks, Greg. Brett, you fucking suck. Your Gamecocks suck. Pagelin sucks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're all right, dude. Um, Pagelin ain't that bad. Yeah, Go is. Tigers, though. <laughs> TJ. <laughs> You suck, man. I'm sitting here watching Larson get used to running this package again. He's kind of struggling with it. How'd that work? He's only out about a half a second on the field. So half a second's not a lot. Half was a second. That, that was, it? He had about eight seconds there at one point. Half in. a second. I think he meant to say half a track. Yeah. I've got my candidate for what an idiot this week. And actually, this guy's been an idiot for the last three or four years. Whoever the guy is who decided it was smart to no longer show Victory Lane on television, I don't know how you people even operate like that. I mean, I, I guess you hate celebrating and drinking beers and confetti going everywhere and just happiness in general. That guy. You know, they say you can't fix stupid. I guess that just comes to prove it. I didn't know they don't show Victory Lane. I didn't either. I thought he got in and went back to Victory Lane, and they, they celebrated. I thought they did both interviews. Well, I, I think Victory Lane looks a little bit different right now. Yeah. What's stupid um, is I can't even go to Victory Lane. You and I me fly are. on an airplane with these guys. You and me both. But we win, and we can't go to Victory Lane. Got to leave the racetrack. Me and Freddie went to the car after the win, and we drove to the hotel. Jeff Burton's yeah. first ever Xfinity Series win. I'd like to high-five the guy, but nope. Got to go to the hotel. Dude, I've been trying to get to that stage at Bristol forever. Still haven't been there. 
I got a sword, though. That's kind of cool. That is cool. I want Texas in it, and then I've got a cowboy hat. By the time I got to uh, Victor Lane, they were gone. That stinks. I don't know. Hey, Freddie, why don't you tell Bubba, Indeed.com is a great place to find a new job, because both you ass- are going to be out of employment next year. You guys suck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got bad news for that guy. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be out of a job, man. <laughs> Ruthless. Freddie gets a 40% raise next year, guy. <laughs> How many more times this year are we going to have to watch Kyle Larson the bed with the fastest car on track? At this point, I'm starting to feel like Rick Hendrick needs a tattoo choking hazard to his forehead. TJ, you're awesome. (laughs) Brett Griffin, eat. Jeez. (laughs) Well, I I don't think we're going to go there. I can't argue with him on any front. I can't. I I got enough money, Robert. Uh, that I don't have to eat. <laughs> Thank God. Well, you still have Chick Fil A. So. Yeah. Hey, Freddie. Bubba Wallace sucks. <laughs> and uh, love you, TJ. Jeez. Jason picked out the nice one. Ty's week. turning from TJ. He's getting love today. I don't know what Bubba. What I mean, I'm trying to figure out. Bubba just racing. He had an accident. Freddie just spotting it. If you're gonna call me and tell me I suck, at least like say you ball headed gap too fat. Like if you all if all you can give me when oh you call gosh. me to put me down is that I suck, like don't even waste your time. I'd like to don't add, tell yeah. me Gamecocks suck because no, <laughs> I watch them every single day. Jason, Jason's literally there going like I need to Doop. bleep. This. I mean, Doop. at least tell me why. At least say, hey Brett, you suck because you did this. I mean, we'll challenge everyone not to use the word suck next week in reaction theater. <laughs> no, and don't see do that. No, 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 no. no, I you want them to say we suck, but I want to hear why. Yeah, I mean, I let's be descriptive. Say, Greg, you won that race. You suck. You're it's, great. Don't be quantitative with your "you suck." Be qualitative with it. If you idiots even know what that means, those are big words that are calling in, telling us we suck. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I never thought that mother Kyle Larson would be on my bad side, but he had to wreck Blaney because I guess he's still mad about Atlanta. Dumb son of a. <laughs> At least he didn't get wrecked by one of his teammates like he normally does. TJ, you're all right, but Joey Logano fucking sucks. <laughs> what was the bread at the end? Oh, I think this is one. the next one. Oh. Brett, your oldest <laughs> Freddie and Bubba are both out of luck. But above all, TJ, you fucking suck. By the way, hey, Freddie, what does Denny Hamlet's taste like? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, my gosh. These are getting out of control, uh, man. I think I went to high school with that guy. I, was gonna say, I think that was Brett. That's I like, like some of my buddies. I liked Reaction Theater when they really commented on events that happened in a race more. Nah. Now there's now it's not even They're attacking us. Now it's just it's like, coming after you. Yeah, it's like they comment on the race, but then they just add. All yeah, but they're not it. even making good comments about the race. Like makes have something with substance. Something's gonna happen in the race. First. Like Brett said, I mean, you fat. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to bring it. <laughs> To be a fan of DBC, you must know about Freddy and how he loves Danny, even though it don't make sense to me. I mean, we get he's your boss, but nobody likes a brown noser. He does. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. <laughs> uh.
That's a good song, Tyler. To leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm backslash dormupperclear and click the message icon. We will play the best ones each week on the show, and let's get a little bit more creative rather than you suck. Maybe like why why Brett sucks, you know. Why is he talk Denny Hamlin not running into the wall by himself a spot not why was it not a spot well, on a spot I considered on. that but like how are you gonna say spot on he ran in the wall by I himself. wanted to hear it for it that's perfect for free All right, I spot mean. on spot off Denny Hamlin runs himself into the wall is that considered choking as well Freddie be- <laughs> this one's for you it's gonna be my one idiot <laughs> I'm just kidding uh, <laughs> hey trying to win the race won't do it <laughs> Spot on or spot trying off, to, Trying to hold a damn rocket ship back. <laughs> it was a rocket ship. <laughs> Offer pad, question of the week. How is your kitchen designed and set up in your home? And how often do you spend time in there? Freddie. Uh, all the time. I cook dinner just about I every tell. night. Ha ha. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh no, mine's, I don't know, standard setup. It's well, you open. made Thanksgiving in there last year. I made everything. I cook all the time. With COVID. I know. Co- that was, that was Christmas. That was uh, Christmas. Oh, Christmas. Yeah, gotcha. that was Christmas. Uh, yeah, side of COVID. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I got a big island in the middle of it and there's a little like uh breakfast table or something in my bars and my, in my kitchen. So. I don't know. We spend a lot of time in there. My kitchen's probably the longest kitchen I've ever you seen. You got a big kitchen. I would say my kitchen <laughs> is probably what? What would you say? Sixty feet? Yeah. Jeez. Something like that. My kitchen's like stupid long. I mean, the bar is. Does that go into the RPG room or no? It goes into the living room. Um, <laughs> That's better. That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, I live in my kitchen, and uh, I mean, obviously, there's a there's a bar in there that feeds into like a little table you can sit at. It's not a breakfast table. It's like just part of the bar. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we're eating in there and cooking and watching TV. But kitchen, hands down, if you're about to build a house or buy a house, you have to get a badass kitchen because you're only going to do two things in your house. Hang out in your kitchen and sleep in your master bedroom. Yeah, my kitchen's pretty standard. One, The room on the front side is the big dining room. The room on the other side is the little whatever you call that, bre- dinner, breakfast nook area. Yeah, No island or anything. But the only thing I wish my house had – was I can't stand the microwaves above the the stoves. I want a real fan up there because them them fans when you're cooking down there, they, the fans or the microwaves really don't do much at all. No. So, but I do, we do spend. Man, we got kids and stuff, and uh, you got daddy daycare. You're in the kitchen a lot. What you need is this ridiculous fan that when you're cooking, it just comes up out of your center island. <laughs> And, and sucks, sucks all, all the smoke <laughs> yeah. out of your kitchen like some jackass I know. So that's what I got. So I got <laughs> in my island is where my gas stove is. Oh, so it comes right down. And so yeah. the, I just hired this new cleaning service, and it was an eight-hour ordeal for them to come in and do their initial cleaning, right? But you have this Jesus. button you press behind my stove, and this thing comes up, and it does. It sucks all the, the, the smoke out, right? Is it right behind Well, it? they screwed up my damn thing. It, oh, now no. it doesn't work. So they, they left it up, and now it's stuck up. So when you walk in my house, there's this stainless steel fan that sticks up out of my island. So that you got that house. The off week we rented a beach tall. house in down there in Charles there in uh in um Isle of Palms and it had one of them. Yeah. I hit this button and it's like, I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> I didn't know what it was. And yeah. rich people. <laughs> oh, go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, offerpad.com. It's time for us to get our favorite Xfinity X5 more than fast moments from the week. 
Whether you're behind the wheel or online, speed isn't the only thing you need. What were your favorite More Than Fast moments this week? Brett. I got to say Kyle Busch winning that truck race because he was struggling on a couple restarts, and then boom, when it mattered, here comes K. FB fast moment of the race for me. Yeah, he's pretty good in those trucks. Mine was Kevin Harvick, the two-tire call there to get some track position, and then the last restart, he shoved Brad down into turn one and shoved him through the entry of turn one up to the top and, and kind of stacked the top up and opened the bottom up for himself to get through the field there and finish P2. So that was my more than fast moment. I'm going to give uh, my more than fast moment to my girl Haley Deegan. She drove up into the top ten, um, really fast truck, really comfortable out there fast all night so finally somewhere where she's been more than once so looking forward to some going back to some of these places with her down the road my girl talking about Mm -hmm. my girl my tiktoker Haley. (laughs) we like it fast here on door bumper clear but what we really like is being more than fast and thankfully there's always tons of action for our xfinity x5 more than fast moments you know what else is more than fast xfinity x5 with the speed for all your devices you get reliability security and that keeps your crew connected and protected on the track being more than fast means you've got the teamwork and strategy to win with xfinity x5 you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection follow at xfinity racing on twitter for even more xfinity x5 more than fast moments and don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. It's time for Fastlane, our weekly segment where we expose the intelligence levels of our panel of spotters by having them compete in a speed trivia contest. Ready? Yeah. Who finished directly behind Joey Logano on Sunday? Oh my gosh. Um, no Time's clue. up. No clue. How many lead changes took place on Sunday? Ten. What is Brett's mom's name? Oh, I know this. Oh my gosh, I know it. Starts with a G. Shady. Uh, Rhymes with Shady. Glad, g- g- uh, <laughs> Gladys. Gladys. What have you been drinking? Lady. Lady. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Which? Gladys is close. We'll give you that. Right, we'll give I knew. I know what it is. I mean, that's what people, when, when I meet her for the first time, they're like, Gladdy? I'm like, how do you get Gladdy out of this? This lady with a G. Which cells in your body destroy germs? White blood cells. What is the square root of 144? Well, I'm sure. I'm sitting there doing math in my head. Bowman finished behind Joey, and there were 18 lead changes. Great, together wrecked without somebody right behind. Never mind. Fred, you ready? Yes, I can't wait. That spot, Freddie. Stoked. (laughs) How many career cup wins does Kyle Busch have? Ooh, 32. Uh, What? Who led the most laps on Sunday? Is it 50 something? Oh, I thought it was Kyle Larson. I'm sorry. What? Who led the most laps? 
Kyle Larson. What is Freddie's mom's name? God, I don't know his mom's name. Miss Kraft. <laughs> <laughs> Winner. <laughs> Who wrote the classic book characters Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn? God, I should know this. Daniel Boone. <laughs> oh my God. What does the Roman numeral X equal? Ten. Uh, 58 wins for Kyle Busch and Allen in his career. Freddie's mom's name is Kathy. Kraft. Good job. <laughs> You're right. Mark Twain wrote TJ, the, what's your mom's uh, name before Tom I get started? <laughs> <laughs> Let me look up TJ on Twitter. Uh, what? Hey, there's a Beach Boy song named after. Oh. Literally, first and middle name. Okay. What was Stifler's mom's name? Stifler's how, mom. Uh, yeah, I don't think. Was? Hot. <laughs> Stifler's mom. Did that kid, is your mom going to be there? Shut up. <laughs> I love that movie. It's so funny. What number does Bubba's finishing position minus his starting position equal? <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Who Solid finished effort. last on Sunday? Uh, no idea. Forty-seven, maybe. What does what is TJ's mom's name? No idea. Uh, Bob. Bob Aran. Yeah. What is the capital of New Hampshire? Got Come on. Uh, you got it. Is it Manchester? No. Uh, no, it's no man, that's not is right. it Concord? Yes. Uh, I thought it was Manchester. There's that big ass Capitol building right I know, there, but I thought that was Manchester. You literally pass it. I mean, I you know, can't But miss I it. thought that was Manchester. You eat Mexican in a jail. And yes. The capital's that is the best Mexican restaurant. All right. What is 91 divided by 7? No idea. 13. Uh, your finishing position minus your starting position is 13. And Josh Blicky finished last, conquered. Mm. Captain New Hampshire, mm-hmm. 13. 91 is divided by 7. Perfect. It's so much easier to know other people's questions. It is. I feel like I know everyone else's way better. I give Freddie hard ones now because... <laughs> I mean, you literally gave Finally Brett challenge. probably the easiest question with Larson. The, no, and the easiest question was Roman numeral. Nah, these ones. Larson, Larson how I many mean, laps geez. did Larson Who led the most lead? laps? Yeah. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in Reaction Theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. What a idiot! Time for What an Idiot. Brett, did you find it? I, I got to go back on this one. And you're I'm an a, idiot I'm for a, losing I'm a, I'm a, who your what an idiot was. a quick story. Okay. So... We had Jeb on the show last week, and I meant to bring this up while he was on here, but fans need to hear this, right? So when I first saw Jeb Burton 
ever in my life. He was this little kid running around a motorhome lot, right? And right, you see him, my boy. And, and I'll never forget <laughs> what he would do on race days. He would go and take – he would see fans lining the fence, right? And he would go get their item. And say TJ was lining the fence and he was a Jeff Gordon fan. He would go get the hat and then he would take it to Jeff's bus. He would get <laughs> Jeff to sign it. Then he would sell the hat back to the guy oh. through the fence. So, Solid. I mean, Elliot and I are in there. We're playing Halo before driver intros. And, I mean, you'd watch this kid out the window just keep getting all this money. And then next thing you know, here he's coming in Elliot's bus, wanting Elliot's Sadler autograph. So NASCAR caught word of this. And they cracked the whip on him. They made him stop doing it. So I got to give Jeb my what an idiot moment for this one. What week. an idiot? That sounds like a genius. I, I wouldn't call him an idiot. I seen. I think it was his mom or somebody tweeted Easy. that he used to <laughs> that he used to get the, all the drivers at South Boston to sign the program, and then he would go back out and sell all the signed programs. So I don't. You can call him an that's idiot, but I think he's a model. genius. Yeah. <laughs> Pristine Auction needs to hire him. That is. He's a hustler. Solid. That's actually a good deal. <laughs> TJ. I'll let Freddie go first. I don't know if I have one. I know. I I'm still. I don't remember. You've been I mean, about everybody since we started. You I got know, a bunch of idiots. I mean, I got a bunch of idiots. I saw a guy spin on the pit road yesterday. We can give him an idiot award. That was that was impressive. Yeah, but he got it straightened out. As slow as he's going, I don't know how he spun out. I almost went with Briscoe because I didn't understand why he got in that truck. You know what I mean? Like that oh, wasn't yeah. a good truck. I didn't even I know, know he was in the race. I know he wants track time, but. Man, I almost feel like it's a double-edged sword because he goes and gets in that truck that's not a very good truck. He doesn't run good. I don't know if you learn anything. You certainly don't help your confidence. I'll tell you. I, I was upset when I saw him in that entry, to be you honest know, with I got, you. I'm going to go the opposite because I don't really have an idiot this week, but I'm going to go with a guy that I don't know a ton about but ran well unnoticed was Bailey Curry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that bad? <laughs> no, but this picture is killing me. It just popped up on my Twitter. Who is it? It's a picture of Joey and TJ. Yeah. It's a little kid, but somebody put TJ's head on his body. <laughs> I'm so glad the I'll kid. I'll send it to Jason. Yeah. I'm so glad that the kid uh, that was walking around with the, the Joey thing well, finally ran. ran well, you know. So while you're talking about, I'll, now I've got what an idiot, now that you brought that up. Yes, Bailey Curry did run very well, better than I expected in that 45. Yeah. But I'll give my what an idiot to whoever decided to get rid of Brett Moffat just because he declared for, for – for Xfinity points because he's going to give you the best chance to run good on a weekly basis. If, and I've heard now rumors that that team might even go away because they don't have the funding to run the rest of the year. But, wow. you know, I, you know, just I, I don't understand that decision when, when you've got a guy, a champion, that's going to run well and, and put him in your truck. Time for DBC picks. I won. <laughs> look at how, look how close I got. Losers. How about I, my guy? How about my guy is the guy Freddie Rex. Coming back. I only lost by two spots with Suarez. Wow. I had you both covered till Freddie couldn't handle it anymore and wrecked me. <laughs> TJ, you're first. Where are we going? Darlington. Oh, oh gosh. I can't wait. I love Darlington. Man. I can't wait to see all Freddie, the throwbacks. Freddie, you better win this weekend with Jeb. Okay. Back to back. He's starting so far back. I can't pick him this week. I really want to roll with Tyler Reddick, but he's going to be so far back. I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. Ooh, that's a big pick. I pick. I, huh? I don't know who I want. You know who I'll take? I'll go with the boss man, Denny Hamlin. Well, it just so happens that's probably his best track. So you both have thrown up big picks. I'm gonna go with a lob right here. I'm gonna lob up a guy who certainly isn't bad there, uh, Ryan Newman. 
good pick. I just can't believe. I looked up. I, I, I knew Suarez was getting close at the end, and I was like, tell me I stole this DBC. When I got on the plane, I looked. I was like, damn, two spots. Two spots. Sorry, man. Darlington, what's your schedule like this weekend? When are you guys heading down there? Yeah, we got to drive. Are you, do you go back and forth or do you stay down yeah, there? Yeah, but I don't have to go Saturday. But you got to go Friday. Friday and Sunday. So Truck I don't know, racing. I don't understand. Didn't we do this last year where they were the same day? Like, didn't we do a doubleheader Saturday and then yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, and then we're in yeah. a cup race Sunday? Like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know why we're not doing that again. As short as the races are, th- let me tell you something. We talk about race distances on here. The Darlington Xfinity and Truck races are the perfect length races. I think it's like 150 laps, 147 laps, and they're over in like two hours. You get a lot of action. It's it's the perfect race length, and then we go and run for 17 hours on Sunday. Yeah, I think. Uh... And last year, that's when – is this the race Briscoe and Kyle went at it? This uh, is definitely the race they yeah, went at it. Yeah. It was awesome. And then this is the race where our truck guys were racing at the end. Yeah, my guys you, stepped yep, on it. You gave me that win. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, we had Briscoe on the show right after that win. A huge win for him. Yeah. I mean, anytime you're going up against it's a exciting guy like to Kyle watch Bush, that one. man. And I'll say this about Kyle. You know, I feel like this no practice thing and him limited and how many you know races he can run has really hurt his – Cup performance. So getting that win, getting that monkey off his back, may point that team in a new direction. We knew he'd win a race. He's won a race for 17 years in a row, you know. But they it's say that, that team's not as dominant as they once were. Something else happened next year. Was it Denny? Denny and Ross, Denny and was, Ross the, was the, was the next, next race. race. Yeah, that's right. That but fun. but again, I mean, oh, we're talking about wall there in three we're and talking about phenomenal races in the Xfinity yeah, series. A hundred forty-seven lap race, like it. It is literally my favorite race of the year. That's not a plate track. And Could you imagine the throwback weekend? I mean, do you imagine Darlington the Cup guys in them Xfinity cars? Yeah, that would be a fun to watch. Yes. <laughs> How about our buddy John Wood? Do you see that deal with the Wood Brothers and their throwback scheme? No. What yeah. do you do? He said, "Hell with it. I'm doing mine on the Southern Five Hundred." He said, y'all can have this weekend. I'm, I'll run my throwback in, at the second race. <laughs> Good job. He's going to be the only one everybody's looking at. What's well, his paint scheme. He can do whatever he wants yeah. with it. If I was John Wood, I'd paint it up like a 15-passenger van. <laughs> Just all white. I, with I, license plate all hanging white off Put a bunch back. of windows on it. <laughs> I wonder why we moved that throwback to this race versus Labor Day. Probably just to draw excitement. Like the Southern 500 is the Southern 500. You know, that's going to draw a crowd no matter what. But then this one, you know, will be – you got the throwback draw. It said it was a playoff race too, so – Sponsors wanted yeah. their normal branding for that. Yeah, it's understandable. Yeah. Is this race yeah. 500 miles or 400? 400. 400. Ooh, holla. Yeah. Hallelujah. That just got a little better. That only takes it from 17 to 14 hours. Might as well move the start time back. <laughs> Might as well start at 10 o'clock. Well, that's the thing. Like, So I'm going to drive back and forth, and then so we got to go down there Friday night for the truck race. It was like 7.30. Back yeah. Saturday morning for the, tr- the Xfinity race is at 1.00. And then back Sunday, I'm sure it's you two, might as well just get a What are the odds Freddie gets a ticket? Herm's got a on an Oak Island. Maybe I'll just go stay at his house. What are the odds Freddie gets a ticket? Because you got to go no, through Pageland and all that. I promise you, if I get a ticket down there, I'm not going to pay for it. You can go as fast <laughs> as you want through Pageland. I'm best friends with a mayor. And then the other tickets, I can get you out of them. I don't, don't understand how so many people like you. I had a fan text, uh, tweet me and go, hey, man, seriously, I got a speed ticket at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> can you send me your lawyer's number? I'm like, yeah, here you go, bud. I'll get you out of it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 crazy, man. The Twitter don't the power don't of the speed Twitter. through where, Brett. Was it? It's I say McB. You say what is it? MacB. Yeah, it's McB. That's what you way you say it. But it's it's MacB is the way it really is. That oh. peach stand right there. You got to stop at. Speaking of Twitter, Travis Wolf. Uh, he hit me up, man. He's going to sponsor AJ Almendinger in some races because he's a big, huge uh, listener to the podcast. So it's cool to see fans 
have the I mean, because when I grew up, I didn't know how to sponsor. First of all, I didn't have any money, but I, I would have not known how to get to a team to sponsor a car. So there's so many outlets now. That if you're if you're a fan, you want to be in the sport. It's easy in. I so met uh, I met Mike Slattery this week. Um, really, that was where our, was he? That was our bourbon uh, guy that sent the bourbon in a couple weeks ago. He was at the racetrack. He uh, awesome. I had texted him to thank him for the bourbon. He's actually not on social media. Jason, I don't know how he tracked him down. I guess he must have sent a message or something. Um, but yeah, so I ran into him. His, his daughters were their first race. His buddy was at his first race, so they had a great time. So it was good to meet up with them his guys. His daughter's a big Logano fan. Yeah, he sent me a, te- a picture. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> he said, <laughs> I told her, she, she said, I thought, you don't like Logano, do you? And she said, yeah. I said, well, we finally found somebody. So we I, know the one Logano fan. I now. can't wait until we could do tweet ups again, and then we need to do a tweet up. Yeah. I you agree. need to go to a race first, Casey. You know who else I saw this week? Gold Dirty. Did you? Yeah, Dirty was a race fan this week. He was. He texted me. He was heading in, so I, I got with him. He was ready to load it up. Beers ready, ready That's to go. Cool. Old Dirty's uh, Clint's old bus driver. He uh, he's he's one of our favorite people in the garage. But oh man, this, I haven't seen him in a while. It was good to see yeah. him. Retires slinging cars. He's slinging cars. He sells about eighteen cars a day. <laughs> at, uh, Clint Boyer Auto Mall out there in Emporia, Kansas. Is that where he's working at? Yeah. yeah. What about? Uh, how's your brother's new job going? Hey, let me tell you something. Is he fired yet? Uh, no, he's been there all week, and, and Brad Sweet has not lost a race since John started there. I told him, I said, I, I told Casey, I said, listen, John's going to be coming for a raise on Monday, just so you know. Maybe good you, luck. Maybe you need to hire your brother. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, that hasn't worked because he's been working for me for three years. <laughs> 2311, sitting in a resume. Oh, I saw our favorite driver, Jade, won something last yeah. night. Yeah, it was a great weekend for Team CBI. Yeah. And then well, next good. weekend's Power Ride. And uh, I would also like to give a shout out to Nothing Bunt Cakes because I surprised Chad with cake on his birthday. Nothing and then Bunt Cakes. They won. And I'm pretty sure it was Jamie Little's store in Indy. So thank you, Jamie. Is that a chain? I've yeah, never Nothing Bunt Cakes, mm. the best cake. They should, yeah, the one, in, the one in Huntersville. They should not sponsor us. <laughs> they should sponsor should. me. Just, you can give us money, no product. You know, you can ask <laughs> yes, for like products. extra icing and stuff too. Ugh. Oh, I got I got Austin beers on. So I made a deal with Austin like a month ago. He said, if I win a race, will you wear my shirt? I said, of course. So he's finished second and third all month, like to Matt Hirschman, like three oh, yeah. times to Matt Hirschman and then yesterday to Hirschman again. So I, I'll, I'll have the shirt on. He today. had Matt beat that one race and kind of gave it to him. Let him let him drive around him on the outside. Yeah. He's, been, he's been learning from the Hirschmans. He needs to listen to me a little bit more. I mean, So it, let me ask you this. Them guys, talented race car drivers, huge respect. Do they have other jobs other than just driving? So Matt, I know Matt does. So uh, Hirschman Garage and Speed, Tony's dad, basically builds or, or works on Troyer race cars. Now it's Troyer, LFR, whatever. Um, Matt, Matt has a day job, too. He works at a local gym or something. Um, but, like, majority of the modified drivers have day job. Doug Kobe's in real estate. Um, you know, there's none of them. Timmy Salamito runs his own. Uh, apparel and, and design company. Zegedy was like yeah, a... Zegedy's an oil man. Yeah. Uh, he was delivering oil for a living. Just about... Uh, there's no modified guy that's just... Making in, a living Independently wealthy. Yeah, no. Like, yeah. you know, the only guy in the modified race that's making a living on racing is Priest. And yeah. he was before. You know, he worked a little bit for his dad's company, but he maintained his cars too. So, he, you know, he would get paid by the team owner to maintain his cars. But 90% of them guys that I'm aware of all have day jobs. Yeah. They're like local racers just... Everyone that I've ever worked with has had a normal job during the week. Yeah. 
Well, thank you all for listening. Don't forget to leave us nice messages. I can't wait to watch you boys at Darlington, South Carolina, home away from home. Only an hour and a half from Myrtle Beach, by the way. I'm just glad you're not coming because every race you go to rains, so (laughs) I'm glad you're not coming. Well, I might just ride down there just for old time's sake. We're playing baseball, going to see my mom on Sunday for Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. We literally wouldn't be here without you. Happy Mother's Day, Casey. Thanks. This is the yeah. first one, right? I mean, yeah. first going to be your first, first one. First Mother's Day. It's weird. It's weird because you've been you've been calling Brett a mother the whole show now. Yeah. So okay. So me a card too. <laughs> so I have a funny story. We could probably save this for another episode. Yeah. Now that we'll save it. Save it. All right. Have a great week. Put in your notes. We're out. words. See ya. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.